Hey guys, this is another episode of 81 Points, our trade deadline special episode. Uh, we get into this week leading up to the trade deadline that just came and went. And uh, guess what? Anthony Davis is still not a Laker. And we my have. Prediction, my prediction did not. Your prediction come to did fruition. not come to fruition. And so now the dust is settling a little bit. There were a lot of moves that were made by other teams throughout the league. Pretty major moves, actually. Yeah. Um, as we said in this podcast, you know, the NBA is more of a high stakes poker game than it's ever been before with teams making power moves. And if you're not a contender, you're basically dumping all of your salaries to create cap space and acquire draft picks. Yeah. And so that was what we saw with this recent trade deadline. You and see uh, a lot of teams folding their hands very, very early. Very yeah. So everything's settled now. And we talk about where the Lakers go from here. And basically put our thoughts behind what happened this week. And, and putting to rest the Anthony Davis uh, saga, like, just until the summer, actually. Yeah, this is, so. it's going to be, this was part one, and basically <laughs> part two will be in the summertime. And uh, we talk about what to look for moving forward for the rest of the season. So yep. with that said, please enjoy this episode of 81 Points. Welcome to 81 Points, where we talk about all things Lakers, hosted by two guys named Chris. Okay, this is our trade deadline special podcast episode. We are live recording at 11.25 a.m., which means that there's 35 minutes left until the trade deadline passes and uh much to our surprise <laughs> our dismay our, our whatever you whatever you want to say uh anthony davis is still not a laker he's still on the new orleans pelicans and, and not, uh, not looking like he's going anywhere the biggest trade that the lakers have made so far is uh trading away Sfi mikhailik and the second rounder yeah how do you feel about that for reggie bullock i I feel good about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we kind of had high hopes for him during the preseason. Right. Right. Which I think he can still be really good. He just, he looked, uh, I don't know, he just wasn't ready for NBA this yeah. year. Yeah. And, and Reggie Bullock is, is, is an established shooter, which is exactly what the Lakers need. And I saw, right his, and I saw his numbers. He's actually a really good three-point shooter. Yeah, really good. I yeah. think he's like over 40 percent in in the past like three seasons or something like that the only thing is that i think he's uh he's gonna be a free agent right if i'm not mistaken yeah i think this is uh i think he's on an expiring contract so should the lakers uh try to re-sign him they'll have his bird rights if that counts for anything super important i feel like so the lakers have not done much uh this past week uh there's been a shitstorm of activity just today alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of teams made a lot of moves. Do you yeah, have any? Let's quickly uh, go yeah, through let's, them. Real okay, quick. Okay, let's recap um, some of the some of the moves that yeah. were made. Uh, we can start 
by last night when Harrison Barnes got traded mid-game. Did you know that? <laughs> well, they announced his trade, and then the Dallas Mavericks are playing a game. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I, I was uh, reading up on you know some of that stuff because you sent me a link of LeBron's post, which we should probably get to. Yeah. But um, you know, it was actually debunked that uh, Harrison Barnes and his agent already knew about. And he chose trade. to play the game anyways. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but but I think it still doesn't uh, diminish what LeBron said in his post mm-hmm. um which i mean i don't know why don't you uh do a real do you have small... his uh do you have his post up let's see i can just load it up real quick he was basically alluding to the hypocrisy of uh the players being blasted when they request for trades yet uh owners and front offices can trade a player at will whenever they want and there are no uh, there's no backlash when that when that happens. Yeah, and you know the post is. Um, I I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you have seen the post. Um, it's hard it's, to hard to not uh, come across that. Post yeah, if you're you're, on I mean I'm looking media. at it right now. It's uh, six million views. So, uh-huh. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, just to um, recap, you know, it's it's a clip of Harrison Barnes, like just he just has a really blank stare on his face he, i mean he he doesn't he looks a little shell-shocked um and then you know uh King which James, which may or may not mean anything i mean yeah, some some guy just happened to just uh he just just happened to be caught on camera during yeah whatever you right know? right it could it could be nothing yeah probably um, is nothing but you know lebron took advantage of that uh clip and he uh posted a comment with that clip um just talking about yeah. okay hold on i have breaking news okay this is w- really weird all right so our favorite Woj just treated just just tweeted that the clippers are trading mike muscala to the lakers for michael beasley and avitza zubats wow that's very interesting so what that is okay. very interesting. Let's look at Mike Muscala and what I, I think this this screams to me as a salary dump. Who the hell is Mike Muscala? Exactly. I didn't even know that that's how you spell, pronounce his name. <laughs> okay, he's a 6'11 center. Okay. Obviously, I don't think he even played in the the most recent Lakers Clippers game, right? Or yeah. otherwise we would have known who he is. So right, he he's on an expiring contract for five million dollars. So this is basically a salary dump. Yeah, and you know, I feel, I feel like this really confirms that Anthony Davis is not in the, you know, not in the cards for this trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Because Zubats is, you know, we've talked about him in this podcast. A potential many times. trade piece actually for Anthony Davis. Right, um, but we talked about how he's kind of resurrected his young career this year this year he's actually got some value mm-hmm. and he you know he's a bit of a sweetener um so the fact that we're using him to 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 get a salary dump um i mean it could it could mean because uh, um you know an expiring contract it can still be very valuable but i don't know it seems like it's the lakers just basically saying okay well we're we're not going to get Anthony Davis now, so we're going to pivot to this. 
Yeah, right. they might be pivoting to a summer acquisition of right. Anthony Davis, right. right? Plus, I think they're trying to make more room, room for a max Kevin or Durant. another another uh, high-paying contract. Right. So, unfortunately, Zubats had to die for this uh, salary dump. Well, here's the thing, too, though, um, is that... Um, and, you know, I, was, I texted you this pretty late a couple days ago about how... I I really wish we had Jerry West. Yeah, I mean, let's get to the Clippers in, in a little okay. bit later. All right, because right, I, I do right. have I do have a few things to say about what the Clippers are doing. Okay, All so right. back All to right. back to uh, you want to just summarize real quickly what LeBron's post was about uh, Harrison Barnes. Um, yeah, I mean, well, I, I don't think I don't think I, I need to read it all, but he basically just. Um, you know, he talks about the hypocrisy of of the business of the NBA, which is that the owners get a, a pass for being able to trade whoever they want, uh, dump whatever player they want, um, and they never get, um, you know, they never get any flack for it. Yeah. Versus a player, you know, if a player wants to go somewhere, um, then, you know, he's viewed as selfish or ungrateful. And right. it's pretty much skewered by the fans. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, and, and LeBron says, I think the, the key point here is LeBron says, that's fine that you don't criticize the owners, but it should also, the flip side should be that you shouldn't be able, you shouldn't be criticizing the players either. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's something that pe- people are kind of um, not really, you know, seeing. Yeah. Um, they're just seeing that as him justifying whatever, you know. Right, right. Uh, we we said last podcast that you know tensions are high right now. <laughs> People are very sensitive and irritable uh, because of this trade deadline. And uh, damn, those you got some dogs right now that are just out. Yeah, just, they're very. Um, <laughs> they're like they're Laker very, fans. <laughs> they're very upset with this Ivica Zubats trade right now. We got some. Uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, tensions are high, and I think that I think that also translates to players, especially you know. Right. Well, it's very clear. I, it it's affecting the Lakers. It's affecting the Lakers. I yeah. mean, they they just took a forty point L. At Biggest the expense, loss in LeBron's career at the expense of the Victor Oladipo less. Yeah. Indiana Pacers. So, I mean, that just goes to show you that this is fucking with them in, to some degree. You know, yeah. and then uh, did you did you see Kevin Durant's uh, post game little yeah. presser last yeah. night? Yeah. So he's, I mean, he's always had a truculent relationship with the media. Yeah, you busting an SAT word right there. Yeah, very just very short. He's just a very he's very short <laughs> very and, and 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 mean to the yeah. media, and uh, he didn't hold anything back uh, last night. Um, yeah, you know. So I so I think that right now, uh, just league wide, it's a very tense time, and I think um, we have about twenty five minutes left before you know the dust starts to settle here. Mm-hmm. So let's mm-hmm. uh, let's let's go through the rest of these trades uh, before I get to the get to the next one. Uh, is it me or it, it does it feel like to you that the NBA now is like? more of a high stakes game than it has been in past years um yeah high stakes as in 
as in what like i i think it's it's definitely a it's very similar to like poker high stakes in the sense that if you're thinking about being a contender mm-hmm. you're gonna go all out to be a contender and okay. e- either you're gonna do that or you're trying to dump as much salary as possible or mm, yeah acquiring I mean, as many picks as possible I, yeah yeah i definitely see that i think i mean i think it's it's just speaks to more of the same philosophy which has always been the case in the nba which is you either want to be extremely good mm-hmm. uh, an nba uh title contender or you want to be really shitty yeah you know which is basically in an, in acquiring picks mode i think people i think uh, a lot of fans knew that all along but uh, franchises they didn't op- they used to not operate like that you know they would have their right. they would have their homegrown talent and then they would just ride with you know their quote unquote franchise players well but I there's think, a lot less loyalty now to between yeah. uh owner and player but i also think i think you know the sixers kind of like really revolution i don't know if it's revolutionized but really um kind of put that in the forefront you know, with the whole the process thing, which yeah, they were just, just kind of like tank until you get yeah, cornerstone, and they were very open about it. You know, the whole trust the process kind of thing, and they were like, "Hey, this is this is just how the NBA works." You yeah, know? yeah. So, um, okay, let's let's pivot to the Sixers then. So they so they uh, acquired Tobias Harris. Yeah, uh, sacrificed quite a bit. I, really I, I, good deal for them. I feel like they gave up four picks yeah. for Tobias Harris and Boban. Uh, but now, they're, team is now they're fielding a roster of, you know, four all-star caliber players yeah. and JJ Redick, yeah. which is, you know, one of the best shooters in the NBA. So they look, they're they looking, look really on, good. I think on paper that you probably got to say that they are the toughest team, the toughest starting lineup for sure in the East. Yeah. Uh, I agree. You know what was once thought of as a pretty much a two to three team race between you know Boston, Toronto, and Milwaukee. Now Philly is pretty much. I would put them log, at the top. Log jam. If we're talking about just purely talent, top. yeah. If we're just talking about purely talent, yeah, they, yeah. So they they made a very they made a power move here by acquiring Tobias Harris. Uh, moving on to the Clippers, as we just previously yeah. mentioned. Uh, so. Essentially, you know, it started with uh, Clippers trading away Blake Griffin. Right. They basically flipped Blake Griffin for five draft picks. And that's what I was uh, that's what I was going to try to get at about how like, you know, we we talked about it in the past and I was trying to talk about how like, you know, we need a GM that's similar to like Andrew Friedman, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, a guy who knows how to like really just work along the margins because that's where you really like because it's so razor thin with the the cap and like one bad deal can really hamper you you know so you got to be really good with these deals um and jerry west is like the epitome of just he just fucking knows how to build a squad so do you think this is uh this is all jerry west I, I think so. I, I looked at the Clippers uh, uh, directory. Yeah. Lawrence Frank is their president. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Doc Rivers has some sort of like front office title, or did he just recently give that up? But Jerry yeah. West is listed as a consultant 
to the Clippers. He's yeah. not actually the general manager. But you feel like I feel like he's it's his it's his imprints on these moves. I that totally they're making. feel that way because you know here's the thing: he was also a consultant on the Warriors, and I don't know if you uh, remember or or if you heard the story was um, you know back in the before the Warriors were the Warriors, there was a rumor or not even a rumor. There was a pretty much a done deal of the Warriors sending Clay Thompson for Kevin Love. Right. And Jerry West was the most vocal to the point where he was so like adamant about it. He was so passionate about his feelings on Clay and he said that if Clay gets traded for Kevin Love, he's he wants out. Like he doesn't want to be part of the the Warriors fran- uh franchise anymore. Uh-huh. And so because like the owner and everybody else was like, dude, let's we're doing this. And because of that threat that Jerry West made, they decided not to go trade away Clay Thompson. Which to me is like, obviously right now that's a no-brainer. But back then, it's like really fucking like intuitive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's the kind of guy Jerry West is, you know? And so for me, like Jerry West is always like, he's the kind of guy who's thinking like multiple steps beforehand, you know? Whereas... I, this is the shit on Magic Johnson podcast, apparently, but I don't. I don't see that in Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson is. Let's, can we trade everybody for Anthony Davis? Well, uh, you know, obviously we're going to talk about the trade that didn't happen, but yeah. um, there were a lot of things I think that were working against uh, the Lakers yeah. in trying to get Anthony Davis. So I'm not going to put like all all of my blame on onto Magic Johnson. Right. You know. But here's the thing, though, too. Like, so if we look at this deal where he, uh, um, where the Lakers shipped out Michael Beasley, right, mm-hmm. for Visa Zubats, it's kind of like, why the fuck did you sign Michael Beasley then? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, it and was a, like, that was a questionable signing. You know? So, I, and I I admit I I didn't really criticize the the move when it happened because it was, I mean it was Beasley and it wasn't like a crazy deal, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of like it's such a it, it it just it's such a move just to you know like there's this thing in, in when you like uh, saying it at work you know when you're working uh, at a corporate job or wherever. Like confusing action with productivity. It's like such a move that the Lakers did where they're like, we're just pushing papers around. Let's just do something. Let's sign something and confuse it with like productivity or like a good move. That's what Michael Beasley signing seemed like, you know? Yeah, but I mean, it was a one-year deal and it it wasn't like a crippling thing to their future. Well, this is the thing though, like contrast that with maybe going after Boogie Cousins. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean that. You could you could have said that to a lot of teams. Why yeah. didn't they go for Boogie Cousins? Right. But um, that that's always been somewhat of a questionable. Because I think uh, you and I thing. were were definitely like we should get Boogie Cousins. Why not give him a try? Right. Uh, well, I mean, especially when we saw what he ended up signing with Golden State right. for. You know. Right. Uh, but we'll never know fully what what happened there with Boogie Cousins. So we'll we'll just have to move on from that one. Um, so the so the Philadelphia 76ers they definitely became a stronger contender and a lot of people might say that they're the favorites to come out of the east now at this point I would agree uh, with time that. will tell right. um, so so they made a move um, maybe in response to that uh, Milwaukee they traded for Nikola Miritich 
So Which you, know, you like. Yeah, I love Meritage. Yeah, you so, love Meritage. So it's funny because, you know, all week long, these past two weeks, the big story was, are the Pelicans and the Lakers going to do a deal? And what uh, ended up happening was the Pelicans actually made a few deals, uh, <laughs> not with the Lakers, yeah. and th- this was one of them. So uh, they they traded Meritage away to Milwaukee. Uh, so Milwaukee... Well, hold on. So... Uh, is there more breaking news? Yeah, Orlando okay. is trading for Markel Fultz. Wow. Yeah. Are there uh, terms of the deal? Uh, no details. Yeah. Okay, That's so, kind of interesting. So that experiment um, yeah. ended. I, I'd very be curious terribly. to know what Markel Fultz went for, you know, because yeah. his stock was this has been so bad. Um. Former number one pick just two Former two years number one, yeah. just two years ago. It's crazy. And uh, Philadelphia gave up a, a first rounder <laughs> to get to get that number one pick from Boston. To, to who again? Yeah. To the fucking little finger of the league, right? Yeah. Uh, so where? Oh yeah, okay. So Milwaukee, they uh, they improved their stock a little bit by getting Meritage. Yeah. I thought that was. I yeah, thought that was a, a good. Key, good it's a low key. good. Good, good trade for yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see what else we talked about. Um, the Clippers—they're—they're they're dumping salary. They're acquiring assets right now. Um, so they also traded away Avery Bradley for uh, Garrett Temple and Jamichael Green, which are two expiring contracts. So they're a freeing up cap space for the summer, obviously. And also, by the way, Jerry West also indirectly fucked over the the Celtics. Yeah, because now. Uh, Clippers are in full tank mode now. Yeah. They're pretty much giving up on their playoff hopes for this yeah. season, which means that uh, Boston's uh, top 14 protected Clippers pick will no longer uh, be available yeah. for them to trade. Yeah. You know? Um, so maybe that, so you know, West, maybe man. that's a positive ripple effect for, sure. for the Lakers there. For sure. Uh, they, they that's will, one less asset, you know what I mean? Yeah, they will be... And I'm anticipating that they're going to be a strong bidder this summer for free agents. So um, ultimately, we'll see yeah. how that affects the Lakers. Uh, I mean, it'll be sho- it'll be absolutely shocking if the Lakers do not get another max contract player. <laughs> I, that's just shocking, right? Even I the mean, most pessimistic Laker fan would not be thinking that, right? Uh, you know, I. I consider myself somewhat. I consider myself more on the pessimistic side when it comes okay. to the Lakers' uh, ability to sign uh, big free agents. But would you be? Sh- wouldn't you be shocked though? I don't think I'd be shocked to be wow. honest. Wow! Yeah. Yeah. The Lakers are clearing all this cap space, and then if we don't, we don't come away with a max contract type player. It would be surprising because yeah. uh, LeBron is in in the fold, right? You right. Know? Of course. Um, but so the Clippers, they're they're definitely making moves. Obviously, they're setting some for something up in the future. Okay. Right. Oh yeah, without a and, doubt. And uh, the last trade I really wanted to bring up was Toronto getting Marcus Sol. They basically gave up very little to get Marcus Sol. Do you know about this trade? It happened maybe about an hour ago, but they uh, yeah I missed that. The Raptors. Got Marcus and they traded away Valanciunas, Delon Wright, CJ Miles, and a 2024 second rounder. Wow! So essentially, it seems like they traded Marcus for Valanciunas and Delon Wright. Yeah, yeah. That is 
fantastic. So Toronto, you Toronto's know, they, looking good they too. boosted their stock too. They were trying to ship uh, Kyle Lowry these these past two weeks, but they were unable to do that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how I'd feel if I was Kyle Lowry. I think they were, they were trying to get Mar- uh, Mike Conley in with Gasol. You know, I will say this. Uh, um, I don't know how to pronounce. What's Masai? The G- yeah, Masai. Yeah. Dude, that guy is... The guy's fucking just a dark-skinned Danny Ainge, man. Yeah, I mean... Uh, <laughs> tra- you know, he broke up the uh, the BFF friendship yeah. of Damar and uh, Lowry. Yeah. I mean, that guy is cold-blooded, He is yeah. cold-blooded. I mean, these guys are like... Like, Kyle Lowry is a guy who kind of gave his heart and soul to the to the Raptors squad. I know? would say the same thing about DeMar, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, DeMar, too, right, obviously. And, yeah, damn. Okay, so I think the terms for the Markel Fultz trade just came out. So the Magic are sending Jonathan Simmons oh. an OKC Thunder first-round pick. And the Cleveland Cavaliers second round pick. That's actually kind of a big pr- steep price. I feel like for Fultz, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, because getting Fultz is is pretty much gamble. Yeah. A big gamble at this right. point. And first round picks are so, I mean, they're so valuable now. Yeah. So that's where we stand right now. There's about 12 minutes left <laughs> before the trade deadline is through. It's coming down to the wire. Uh, I can't wait to talk in 12 minutes about how Anthony Davis <laughs> is going to fit on the Lakers. I'm so excited about Oh, yeah? About that. You yeah. think so? I'm so excited. Uh, I, I, I wanted to bring up uh, this story that came out um, from Yahoo Sports. You sent me the link. Mm-hmm. And basically, uh, it reports that Jeannie Buss was the one that wanted... Uh, the Lakers to draft Lonzo Ball. Oh, yeah. And that Magic Johnson preferred to draft De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. And the reason for the Bus family to push for Lonzo Ball was to bring a box office Draw. star mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Now, you may you may believe... I mean, Yahoo Who Sports... that? Yahoo Sports is a credible, you know, organization yeah. by, by all means. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, uh, Stephen A. Smith reported that on... On ESPN, he also reported that. that or they is were, he the they were they were quoting Stephen A. Smith oh. <laughs> and and someone else. Now I know Yahoo Sports is a very reputable uh, publication, but that just screams to me as utter bullshit. Mm-hmm. I just there's no way I can. That does not. First of all, it's very it uncharacteristic. Doesn't, it, it doesn't of sound magic, like though. Genie Bus, oh. and it doesn't and it doesn't sound like Magic Johnson either. Like, if anyone, I, I can see Jim Buss being like, yeah, we got to draft Lonzo Ball. Mm-hmm. And I can see Magic being like, yeah, we got to draft Lonzo Ball. <laughs> so, to me, I, I, I don't believe that story. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that story? Um, I don't know. I was kind of shocked by it, to be honest. That's why I sent it to you, because I was like, if this is, I was just kind of like, if this is true, then everything that I said about Magic Johnson, I totally take back. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, but I, you know, when you mentioned it, I think you're right though. It doesn't, it sounds like a very pro Magic Johnson spin to it, you know, mm-hmm. which kind of actually means even if it's true or false, whatever the fact that it is, um, you know, the fact that this story is out there and it's been leaked kind of is like, okay, that's, I don't know. It's a little bit of a dig on, on either person, right? Yeah. Uh, so one thing that we are all learning 
through this whole trade deadline experience is, you know, leaks, yeah. sources. Sending a raven. Uh, <laughs> we really now have to think about like, okay, who's just a because... So- who's the source? Who's the source? Yeah. Just because something is leaked, does that mean it's true? Yeah. And what's the motive behind... What's the narrative that's trying to be... Yeah, what's the motive behind yeah. someone saying leaking something, yeah. you know? So in this case, I can see a scenario where someone who's very pro-magic is trying to uh, save his reputation a little bit by, you know, leaking this news. Yeah, you know, I and I would be leaning towards um, someone f- that's pro-magic that's trying to leak this because... From Jeannie Buss's perspective, it's like, what's the motivation for her to do that? There's not really a motivation. She's the owner. It's like the buck stops with her. It doesn't, it doesn't like her, her job or her standing is not in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like she doesn't, she doesn't really have much to gain from doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, it, and you know, have the Lakers ever been hurting for like drawing fans? No. 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 So I just don't see how. She would intervene uh, from a basketball operations standpoint, or something that she's right. never done before. Right. right. Uh, so, to me, there, there's a bit of uh, foul play with this with this story here. <laughs> what What is it? I mean, what does that make your of your of your opinion of Magic then? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of missteps now. You know, the list is kind of growing. Right. It's a very complicated situation <laughs> with Magic Johnson. Uh, I mean, he's busy watching Brian Gumble uh, specials. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, <laughs> right, it almost happened simultaneously that LeBron uh, posted that thing on Instagram about uh, Harrison Barnes. Yeah, and then you know, right around the same time, we get a tweet from Magic Johnson talking about the inspirational <laughs> story of Adam Schefter that he <laughs> that he saw on HBO's Real Sports. So, oh my gosh, it was more like. Uh, the player acting more like the front office exec oh and the goodness. front office exec acting more like the player. It was a really <laughs> weird uh, juxtaposition there, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's about seven minutes left. You know, I'll, I'll be keeping my eyes out for any last minute news here. But uh, it looks as though Anthony Davis is still going to be on the Pelicans. So after everything, I know it. You know, it just the trade deadline is essentially just over. But can you make sense of what ha- what has happened? You know, in the, in these past two weeks, I don't think we'll find out truly until a little bit later. You know, um, because right now it's all about how how people want things spun. So mm-hmm. the truth isn't going to come out right now. You know, people are still in the process of playing chess right now. Yeah, even things said after the trade deadline, I think it's going to be very like sketchy questionable because thing people are still trying to put things out there so that all their ducks in are in a row in how they negotiate over the summer for ad too mm-hmm. you know so i don't think we're gonna f- ever find out until way later okay but overall yeah how do you feel how do you feel the lakers did in the uh, past two weeks I feel like the Lakers got fucking played because now their team chemistry is completely just shit. You know? Do you think that this is going to have lasting impacts on 
the locker room? Um, I I do. I do think it's yeah. because the thing is, it's like okay, they they know they didn't get traded. They're not going to be thinking, oh, oof. well, thank God, like I'm still on the team. They're basically just saying. So there's still you think like the elephant in the room is still going to be. Of there. course, because it's like Anthony Davis is still going to be on the table come summer. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that means like his his numbers. You know, if I'm a, if I'm a young Laker prospect, my days are still very much numbered. You know? Yeah. Um. So the idea of playing for an organization where if you're doing well, you're just raising your stock to be traded. If you're doing poorly, it's like you're not helping the team. Right. It's just like a really shitty position to be in. Yeah. So I, I you know, I felt like just looking back and trying to be as objective as possible, you know, last Monday, Anthony Davis requested a trade, right? Yeah. Basically. And at that time, it made total sense for the Lakers to try to try to get him in this window. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This was a prime opportunity because you know we the, we would have to deal with Boston in the summer, and this was before yeah. all the Kyrie stuff. This was before right. Anthony Davis Sr. saying what he said about Danny Ainge, all that. So at that time, it made total sense that. Magic and Rob were going to go for Anthony Davis in this short window. Yeah. I think, and I agree with you, I think the Lakers got fucked over by the Pelicans. Yeah. And in my mind, looking back, it makes sense to think that the Pelicans never were going to trade him. Yeah. uh, You know, within this trade deadline period. Yeah. And they were going to basically leak out all the offers that the Lakers were hinting at mm-hmm. within these two weeks. And uh, it was it was a ploy to... It was a ploy to just make them look bad, make them ruin the bad. team chemistry. Um, See, I, I don't know that their objective was to ruin team chemistry. I think that was like a, a, a side benefit. A, a, a pleasant... Uh, yeah, a side benefit to yeah. them. I think their main thing was... Uh, to get a perception out there uh, to the league of what the asking price for Anthony Davis would be in the summertime. Well, also, I think it was a bit of a power play to be like, you you know, just because you're the big bad Lakers, you can't bully us into doing something. We yeah, there's definitely some of know, that, too. Defiance, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, also, another thing I want to say, though, too, is, you know what? Uh, I think... I think the one player that looks the worst out of this is Clutch Sports. Yeah, they they misplay their hand. They they uh, I think they underestimated the spiteful nature yeah. of NBA owners and Dell Demps. Yeah, because you know actually one thing we never brought up was there's pretty much bad blood between Dell Demps and Palinka because of that mishandling of Eric Gordon. Was oh Eric Gordon was a Palinka yeah. uh, agent? Yeah. Okay. And Eric Gordon fucked over the Pelicans. How did he fuck over the Pelicans? It's something to do with um, being a restricted free agent. Okay. And well, to... well, needless to say, there are a lot of people out there league wide that do not want to 
do any favors for the Lakers. In fact, sure. they will want to do the exact opposite of that. So yeah, but this was crazy, another example of this, you know? Yeah, but the crazy thing is that everyone's totally willing to still work with the Celtics, though. I mean, that yeah, that's what uh, that's what's being reported, you yeah. know? Uh, it seems as though the Pelicans are, like, desperate to try to get Jason Tatum. <laughs> You know, we'll see in the summertime if he's actually going to be put on the table by Danny Ainge or not. Uh, but you know, looking back, I, I I know I know how you feel about Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's like there were a lot of things working against him, and the offer the the reported offer that was on the table for the Pelicans was, I think, beyond fair. Beyond fair. beyond a fair asking price for Anthony yeah. Davis, it was an overpay. So, which I think a lot of people will say that you have to ha- you have to overpay for Anthony Davis, a superstar of that caliber. And so, if we believe that, then there's not much he could have done in this in this situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of things worked against him. You know, clutch sports overplaying their hand, uh, the Pelicans. Not only do they not want to do favor a favor for the Lakers, they they don't want to do a favor for Clutch Sports either. So everyone's looking at this our side of it as being you know the Lakers and Clutch Sports. So there, those are the two uh, you know quote unquote evil entities in the eyes of a lot of uh, other NBA teams. What's your uh, what is your confidence level if you could put a percentage? in the ability of the Lakers front office. I'm talking about their ability. And just overall? Yeah, like their aptitude, like their capability. Yeah. I really like, I have a, I have pretty high confidence in the Lakers front office's drafting ability. Mm-hmm. In the, uh, especially in the later rounds. Right. As um, if they've proven not not so much in the <laughs> in the lottery in the lottery rounds. Yeah. Uh, signing free agents, I I feel like it's a TBD. So it's a um, incomplete. Yeah, incomplete. Uh, I think this summer will basically uh, show us mm-hmm. what their what their aptitude for in that arena is, and then in trades. Another incomplete. Like mm-hmm. I, I just don't, I just don't know um, what they're capable of, and I think this summer is going to be very telling from that standpoint as well. Yeah. So. Which, and by the way, the the trade deadline is pretty much. Yeah, it's twelve oh two now, so the trade deadline is officially over. Uh, oh, Rich Paul confirms that Anthony Davis won't be de- dealt at the trade deadline. So thank <laughs> you for letting us know that two okay. minutes afterwards. All right. So yeah. Uh, this front office, I don't know. Um, I think it's still wait and see with if if they're legit or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do you are you kind of on the same same plane here? You seem a little bit more skeptical about. I'm pretty skeptical about at, at the Magic Johnson. Yeah. Well, I'm just just generally they he had they haven't really proven to me that they're capable. You know. But in all fairness, you you bring up very valid points as saying that they're. You know, with what they have, what they've been dealt with, uh, 
yeah, it would be an incomplete grade on on a lot of these aspects, cool. right? Oh, uh, we got a tweet from Woj just seven seconds ago. Mm-hmm. Trade deadline passes, and Boston will get its chance to trade for Anthony Davis. <laughs> that is such a. He forgot the smiley face yeah. at the end of that tweet. You know. Well, he um, forgot the 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 dash, Danny Ainge. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Said by Danny Ainge. Okay, so I, it looks like I mean there's there's still like you know the buyout market, uh, people will be able to fill out their roster. There's some rumblings of uh, the Lakers maybe going for Carmelo Anthony. Uh, there's a roster spot opened up now. Now that yeah. uh, Beasley and Zubats got traded away, so yeah. we'll see what happens. There's there are other pretty good free agents out there that can be uh acquired by teams like west matthews is available mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. wayne ellington a lot of people think that the Suns are going to buy out his contract and he'll he'll be available so uh we'll, we'll see how the rest of the league fills out its teams here uh but overall how does this how do you look at how this season is going to play out from here on out um my expectations are really low now mm-hmm. just because I'm not quite sure how they're going to recover chemistry wise. I know it just, are we seems, making the playoffs? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure. I feel like my answer would be gut reaction would be yes, because LeBron is just, he just doesn't know how to not be in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I just have zero confidence in their, you know, I mean the the chances were already pretty razor thin, but that what was needed was like basically all the cards playing correctly, mm-hmm. all the all the bounces falling in our favor. But now I feel like with injuries, with um, you know, all these trade rumors and just the way things have played out, it's just kind of like it just doesn't feel like this is going to be a very very good year at all yeah so currently currently the lakers are in the 10th seed spot and they are two and a half games out of the eighth spot which the clippers own but the clippers were expecting to to drop off so basically it's going to come down to the lakers and the kings and the kings just got harrison barnes so they've kind of improved their stock a little bit so it is looking a little dicey here like can the Lakers actually make the playoffs? And you know, you know, maybe maybe it'll be a good thing for the Lakers to not make the playoffs. I don't know. Like maybe the or I don't know. I feel like I think you're a believer that these kids need to have some playoff exposure, right? Absolutely. I mean, look at look at the national drooling over Jason Tatum <laughs> right now, which essentially happened because of his playoff run. That's a really good point. Um, because I was gonna what I was gonna say was you know I'm all for just saving bullets on LeBron. Because he's got all that wear and tear on his on his body. Yeah. But um, you know, let's just make it a shorter playoff run, you know, and then get some exposure on the young players. Yeah. You know? Because it's yeah, it's very key. I mean it wasn't it was less than a month ago that this team went to Oklahoma City and beat the Thunder without LeBron. Yeah. And all the guys pretty much played a great game. You know, if we had that team now it's kind of hard to picture right now but don't you feel like the squad is broken now that's the thing i i don't know i don't know if this is a situation where 
the locker room can't recover from or like not. Like even even the recent uh like when Lance there's the Lance Stevenson going up for a rebound against yeah, Mo, Mo Wagner. Not helping not helping his brother up. I mean not even down. not even not helping out. He like just mean bugged him. And did you see Mo uh basically doing a mock like yeah. oh, like helping yeah, himself yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. I mean that's hilarious. I love that. Yeah. Um I don't know why he hasn't really shown me anything, but I really like Mo. Mo I like Mo. I I like him a lot too. Yeah. I think he's got uh, I think he's got a little nasty to him. Yeah. That's why. And I think he's. It's probably because of the injury. He, he hasn't been able to like really contribute, but I don't know. I have high hopes for him. Um, but yeah, I I just don't see this team recovering. Hopefully they can. Um, I mean, are we shortchanging these guys as being mentally weak individuals? Well, for me, I think Brandon Negram actually has shown that he's mentally strong. Yeah, like I, this is a that's the thing. It's another, it's another tick on his like box. It's another feather in his cap. In that, Brandon Ingram is he's a great prospect, and he's shown even the men, the like the the mental side of it. Like when they were ta- asking him about like all these trade rumors, he was like, "I'm not even really on Twitter." doesn't matter to me yeah you i mean before this season started you were telling me how you felt like uh he has a lot of moxie yeah. and i was kind of unsure about that right. but i think I, yeah i am more of the side of yeah this guy does have, yeah you like, look at moxie, all you know? right you look at all sort of the small micro like transactions that happen like you know he kind of he got into a little tussle with uh um chris paul right straight up punched him right yeah, he pushed James Harden. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, who did he punch? Did he punch Chris? He punched. So, I don't know. I, I think he was he just. Punched. I think he just said fuck everything and just like started throwing. <laughs> he did punch someone, but anyways, he punched a he punched a dude. I mean, obviously, we don't want to encourage violence here, but the fact that he did that, we were like, whoa, all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and like the way he just kind of, um, even the fact that he he's been pushing the the forcing the issue. It just shows that he's like, you know what? I want to carry the burden, you know? Um, so I don't know. I feel like Brandon Ingram has proven a lot, even though this year may seem a little bit of a lost year. If you look at his numbers, it's only his three-point shooting that you kind of, you're a little concerned with. Mm-hmm. But everything else, he's still on that positive trajectory. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, what about the other guys? Kuzma. I, I Lonzo. Kuzma is just a guy that I I don't have as high expectations for, you know? So I still feel like what he's done so far this year is is still great, you know? Mm-hmm. And I but I do feel like I am a little surprised that he he has let it affect him a little bit cuz he seemed also like the kind of guy who was just like I'm just going to go and play basketball. You know, he did to me he seemed like he had a little bit of that moxie and sort of that mental fortitude you know yeah because he's a guy who like he always wants the big shot you know he's always like trying to go for that kobe yeah never never saw a shot he didn't like no and i you know as much as we kind of uh get on his case for that you would rather have him a player be like that than to be too shy away from the moment right you know right which compared to which leads to our you know our problem (laughs) child uh-huh. Lonzo Ball, he's got all kinds of awards, you know. I mean, he was looking really good un- up right. until his injury. 
Yeah, and that which was I mean only like two or three games, but, but still. But you know, and that's the thing too is that he's lost so much valuable developmental time too. You know, that's unfortunate. Yeah, that's very very unfortunate. Like who knows how everything would have looked right now if Lonzo never got hurt? That yeah. might have changed a lot of things right. right now. We would still probably be in playoff in a playoff seating right, right now. Right. Um. So the outlook is very unclear right now. <laughs> And on top of that, there's a game tonight, <laughs> and the Lakers are playing the Celtics. Wow. So, you know, no rest. No rest yeah. for the weary. And you know what's kind of emerged from this is this, just that Lakers-Celtics rivalry is just alive and well. You know? It, yeah, it's always been there. Yeah. Especially now that you have Magic Johnson as the guy kind of pulling the strings yeah. on the Lakers side, and then you have Danny Ainge on... The Boston I mean, side. the only way it would have been more perfect is if Larry Bird was a GM of the, the Celtics. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a game tonight. The The Celtics are playing the Lakers, yeah. and it's like, it's a showcase for, it's like Anthony Davis Assets Showcase, basically. <laughs> and don't <laughs> and forget Kyrie the other, and Le, yeah, Kyrie say, and LeBron. You yeah, know? don't forget that storyline. That's a juicy storyline, Yeah, because there's like, you know, people think, people think that there's a possibility that Kyrie and LeBron could reunite mm-hmm, mm-hmm. next season with the Lakers, yeah. which goes back, going back to my skepticism of the Lakers acquiring big free agents. I, that just doesn't seem like a likely scenario at all. You're very me. you're very skeptical uh, skeptical about the idea of the Lakers getting a big time free agent, huh? I, I think like the Lakers being this big attractive draw for free agents to come play is a little bit overblown for a couple of reasons uh in this day and age you know a lot most players they live in la over the yeah. summer yeah, they're, we, they're totally yeah, content we, with we that we talked about it many times in previous podcasts but the funny thing though you and you I, I i agree with you i think that's true the funny thing though is everyone is treating this laker franchise as if there's this big bad bully that's stealing everybody yeah you know, who are they stealing? Who exactly. are they stealing? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, my my thoughts on LeBron coming to the Lakers was he he chose the Lakers uh, more more so than for other more, more so than the Lakers recruiting him yeah. to come to LA. Right. Right. And uh, apart from LeBron, what other big free agent have we signed since Shaquille O'Neal? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. So this this notion that uh, all these small market teams are losing their free agents to bigger market teams but i will say this though uh you know we may think that we may feel that way mostly in due because because between Shaq and right now it was basically the kobe bryant era and kobe bryant was just a guy that i think typically a, a, a star player wasn't really attracted to the idea of playing with you think so? Yeah. I see. I think that's overblown too. Really? Yeah. Did you Did know. you see the recent um, interview that Rachel Nichols did with Kobe and Tracy McGrady? T Mac. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was a big love fest. Co- Kobe. Uh, the last question that Rachel Nichols asked them was, "If you were in the NBA today, what would you be doing?" And Kobe said, "We'd probably be trying to find a way to play with each other." Yeah. <laughs> because everyone's trying to team up. 
Uh, well, I mean, I don't doubt that. So I don't think that no, but the thing players is, didn't want to play with No, but Kobe. the thing is, I don't doubt that Kobe wanted to play with other players. I'm just I'm talking about it. I don't think it's reciprocal. I don't think it was reciprocated. And the I, thing I that, think that has more to do with that era of people like wanting to wanting to be like the star player and have their own team more so than like them not wanting to play with Kobe. Hmm. Maybe. You know? It's possible. Because nowadays it's like everybody wants to team up now. Right. Which which that wasn't how it was like 10 years ago. Right. Um so the, so I'm just saying during that 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 era was a Kobe Bryant era and if I'm a uh if I'm like a superstar or all-star caliber player if I had to choose between a total asshole of a teammate like Kobe Bryant who basically I mean he's just he was not a great teammate at all right okay I think that's fair to say I mean he was he just was not a really good teammate he won we it's almost like we won in spite of his sort of damn I'm just saying dude uh, I love I Kobe. I'm keeping my mouth shut on this Our podcast one. is 81 points, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, dude. Like, he was, you know, it wasn't enjoyable to play with that guy. It wasn't a love fest, I'll say that. Yeah. and But the thing is, it's like, even if not being a love fest, that's fine, too. Like, I think people were okay with playing with Jordan. But I think Kobe Bryant was even a worse teammate than even, like, a guy like Jordan. Uh, I would put them on equal footing. Equal footing, Yeah. I mean, there were stories about Jordan. I mean, he, he yeah. and Steve Kerr even punched yeah. each other. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like that was a big contributing factor because of you know of us not getting a. Yeah. So apparently, uh, the Lakers and Pelicans they they spoke Before on the Monday. Oh, and that was it. So after the. After the I the, the Pelicans wanting four first round picks and two second round picks, that's basically when uh, negotiations stopped altogether. So after Monday, there was nothing. And uh, what do you think about this move that New Orleans made? Do you think it's do you think they were smart to hold on to Anthony Davis till the summer, or do you think just trying to be as objective as possible? Do you think that this was a calculated mistake on their part i mean i think i think it was a mistake because i don't i don't i don't think that they would have i don't think that they would get a deal that was better than that mm-hmm. um but i mean i'm a i'm a huge laker fan so that sounds really biased what but you- that deal seems so crazy yeah well, like, what what do you think is going to happen with uh Kyrie. He's a wild card, dude. Because that, that's going to be a big factor on, you know, where Anthony Davis Yeah, he's a wild up. card. Yeah. Um, thing is, is that I don't... I'm not worried about Anthony Davis going to Boston. Like, as in, like, signing ever with Boston. I am worried, though, about Danny Ainge trading for, for him, you know? Because it seems pretty clear that Anthony Davis doesn't care for Boston. Yeah. But, you know, the problem is that Danny Ainge could totally just be like, I don't care if you don't want to come here. I'm trading for you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I do love that. I do love the fact that Kyrie's like, I don't fucking owe anything to anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That helps a lot. So I wonder what uh, what New Orleans are are going to do for the rest of the season with Anthony Davis, if they're going to play him or just sit him for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, they might, uh, you know, I, I'm sure that Clutch Sports is feeling a little... Feeling a little salty right now. Yeah. So they might, you know, file some sort of grievance, grievance with the league for um, shutting down Anthony Davis. Because it, it would make sense for me if I'm the Pelicans not to not to play him. It's your most valuable asset. Not to risk, you know, further injury to right, him. Right. Uh, yeah. Can you imagine? So, there, so there's there's that. Too. I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to jinx our future Laker cornerstone. But can you imagine if he like knock on wood if he got like an Achilles rupture? I mean that would that would put a wrench in this entire league. <laughs> I, I feel like honestly, um, that would be such a curveball. I can't even think about that. that is right now. that is a thirty for thirty episode right there. This past these past two weeks, you can you can document. You think so this. I mean, I'm just saying. But if if Anthony Davis were to go down with a really serious injury like that, that just would put the cherry on top of like a really juicy 30 for 30 yeah it could be like you could start with the boogie cousins achilles tear yeah. and then you could end with the anthony davis achilles tear yeah you know if that were to happen but let's let's not hope so no we would not i mean in positive in positive news in terms of injuries karis lavert is coming back soon <laughs> which is really amazing actually it is amazing uh so there's a lot of uncertainty i i don't I think when the dust settles, for me, it's like, yeah, I'm re- I'm really dis- I'm disappointed that Anthony Davis is not a Laker right now. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like we still have pretty pretty good young players. And also, you know? it's I mean, it was such a massive overpay. It's like the flip side is that we get to keep all these fucking assets. You know? Yeah. And and now I'm just like hoping that. This team will make the playoffs this year so that yeah. these young guys can get some playoff run. And get some value up. Yeah. Because, you know, it'll be eye-opening for us, too, to see, like, how they perform in the playoffs. You know, it's a different yeah. animal. And, uh, you know, we'll see We'll see if they can rise to the occasion. Yeah. Also, another thing to look at is, and I know, like, it might not even matter at this point, but how Luke Walton coaches in the playoffs i mean he his it almost seems like numbered, he's a bro. it almost seems like he's a dead man walking he you know right now dead man walking dude you think it's like pretty certain that he doesn't survive the season uh let's just say i would not be surprised yeah because the, here's the thing like the, we're gonna get another superstar right that's that's maybe i mean i'm i'm saying it's in the bag Okay. Um, we get that. Then it's like the clock is the clock is way past. Like they're gonna be like, well, we got to get the championship coach in place. Luke Walton is basically the previous generation of the Del Harris spot. You know, uh-huh. where like you've you're you're trying to collect Just keeping that, that seat warm. Yeah, for, you're, uh, you're collecting that the those, real coach. Yeah, you're collect you're putting together that championship roster, and then once you get it, you get that championship caliber coach you know that's what happened to del harris yeah um and that's what it feels like with luke walton which 
I'm really bummed for him. I, I feel really bad. Yeah, for Luke totally. Walton. I think he's he got a he's got a really he got really short change. He got he got the shit in the deal. He and, did, and I think. And I've been critical this year about him, but and yet I'm like, that's just it's just not fair for what he's you know he's going through. I think you at least gotta see what how he does in the playoff yeah. in the playoffs to really yeah. like make a make a judgment on his coaching ability. Yeah. Uh, but the thing about it is, you know, we're we're all sports fans, mm-hmm. and if you know anything about sports fans, they are the most illogical and people fickle. out there and fickle. Yeah. And another thing about sports fans is that. When, when something doesn't go their way, which, which happens most of the time, you know, if you're a sports fan, you're a glutton for punishment, basically, because your your team is more likely not to win than win. Yeah, there's only one team every year. Yeah, and uh, when when that happens, you know, people want to find a scapegoat. People want to, f- people need a fall guy to like center their anger and frustration at right. and it seems like luke walton is that guy for yeah. for a lot of people out there yeah um it's been really interesting monitoring twitter this week mm-hmm. because uh people just people are ready to just shit on everybody <laughs> lakers fans uh you know magic johnson's taking heat you know you know luke what Walton's it is it's, equivalent, it's basically the equivalent of uh you know when you're a dude and you're just talking to this really smoking hot girl and she's giving you all the just the signs that she's interested uh-huh. and you're like damn i'm this tonight could be it this tonight's the night yeah and she just ghosts you yeah that's pretty much what it is yeah and you're just like fuck you know so so you know Fans are angry. Fans are upset, and so th- they want to blame somebody. Yeah, I even saw people like shitting on LeBron, and not not for the typical Kobe Stan reasons. Mm-hmm. It's they want to blame LeBron for the the team chemistry being fucked up. Which I don't which know. Is, maybe that's I think valid. It's a, legit, it's a legit thing to say. Um, yeah. But if you're LeBron and you're in that position, you know, it's like it's hard. Yeah, I would be I would be hard pressed to think that he wouldn't have done what he what he did, and right. a lot of people would have done the same thing. Yeah, so I want to see I want to see reports of like a closed door players only <laughs> players only meeting with the Lakers and just clear the air. Yeah, somebody needs to clear the air. I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of tension, you know. Well, I'll tell you who who's really trying to clear the air is Levar Ball. That dude has been acting out. Yeah, do you, do you think that this is that his that his tongue is gonna like fuck things up in the locker room? Do you think people will listen to that? Um, I don't know, but I here's personally... a guy who thinks that all three of his sons should be NBA All Stars. Here's yeah. a guy who says that he can beat Michael Jordan one on one. Should we give any credence to anything he says? I don't know, but it's fucking I, annoying though. It, it is annoying for sure. But I, I feel like you can easily laugh it off. Yeah, because it's so outrageous. Like, I don't see... I mean, LeVar, he, he talks shit on, like, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart, LeBron this week. Do you really think, like, Brandon Ingram's going to be like, hey, what the fuck did your dad say about me? Like, I just don't see that bothering Maybe. them so much. Maybe. I, I could be wrong, but... So it's, so I could see that. I yeah. could see that, yeah. And, you know... 
these networks you whores they just love they just will they just will not put this guy to rest like he will always yeah. come back because they they want the ratings they They'll want the them, clicks yeah yeah he is he's like clickbait personified right love our ball so he's always gonna be he's a there. walking clickbait article yeah so when when the lakers drafted lonzo that's what they signed up for yeah it's, they knew that was coming and so now you just kind of have to deal with it. Uh, there were reports that the Pelicans were wary of training for Lonzo because they didn't want that LeVar Ball circus, which I thought was, like, really funny that mm. that a franchise would be scared of, like, a player, a parent of a player. Like, when has that ever happened? So I think that was another, like, smokescreen mm. that the Pelicans were, were right. leaking. Right. They basically were not going to trade anthony davis at this time yeah they're waiting to the summer yeah it's basically um when you're texting like let's say you're texting a girl and <laughs> you send out a nice what you think is a nice clever and funny text and it's like no response and then you just keep sending more and more texts that's basically how it's a wall of blue yeah it's a wall of that's basically what this week was for the lakers you know a lot of you up exactly <laughs> exactly that 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 scene in you remember that scene in swingers when um john favreau's character leaving gets, a message keeps leaving messages yeah. on the girl's yeah. voicemail that's basically how it ended up playing out yeah. this week so i think there's still a chance that the Lakers get Anthony Davis. I agree. I don't know if it's better or worse. Well, do you I, think I they're think, gonna pull back on their on their no, but trade I, offer? It's possible. But I'm saying I and you 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 um, alluded to this earlier is that it's dependent on these guys stepping up now this second half of the season. You know. Yeah. These guys have to like put up some good numbers now. If they if they can if they like do really shitty, then. We can't, no matter how you and I think or feel about these guys, it's pretty much proof is in the pudding at this point. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we talk about how uh, Jason Tatum is overrated and how he's not as good as our guys. If these kids just shit the bed, we have, we have like, no say. We can't say that, like, we, we can't disagree with that anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't think Jason Tatum is, like, I think he's really good. Yeah. I think he's a really good prospect. I don't know that he's like guaranteed all NBA like Woj says, but I think <laughs> I can see him being a multiple all-star for sure. My 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 bone to pick with the media is that they think that Brandon Ingram, Kuzma, and Lonzo are so much like such a large rung below Tatum, yeah. which I think is just uh unfair and I, I, I don't agree, agree with and that. I, I'm saying I Personally, and I will die on this hill just like how I died on D'Angelo Russell's hill. <laughs> oh, well, you're I, yeah. you're vindicated on that one. Yeah, yeah. but I, I mean, I will die on the Ingram hill too because as much as I have felt about D'Angelo, I feel much more about Ingram. Like, I, I don't think it's clear cut. For me, actually, I think it's a little bit clearer that I think Brandon Ingram is a, is a, has better, more potential than Jason Tatum because Brandon Ingram just offers so much more. His defense is is something that could be uh, a top three, top five. Even with the um, the clear difference in three point shooting ability, you would still say that yeah, Ingram is a I do because 
prospect. Because, yeah, I do because I think uh, when I look at Ingram's form, it's not it's not broken, it's not bad. I think it's him just um, probably needing more reps. You know, maybe mm-hmm. tweaking it a tiny bit just to make it better. Like it's it's all fixable. You know. Yeah. Um, and he has shot thirty seven percent last year, as early as last year, albeit in sh- in sh- in very small quantities, but. Even this year, he hasn't shot better at from the three, but it was still a small quantity. So. I mean, I, I think they're different players, like completely. Very different. Like their their roles are are different. Very different. You know, Jason Tatum is more of a specialist, like a, a a scorer. Yeah. And Brandon Ingram's like you know we said before like a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. You know, I think, I think a more reasonable comparison is Tatum and Kuzma. They're they're more kind of along the same type of player, mm-hmm. I would say. Well, I mean, I th- there I think it's very clear cut that Jason Tatum is a better prospect, right? You would have to agree. Yeah. 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 Um and I'm just comparing Tatum and Ingram because you know, they're they're sort of in the same age range and I feel like their their potentials in the, on the same tier, mm-hmm. you know? Um but I would take Ingram over Tatum now. Even now. You know? Um, because I will die on this Ingram Hill. I think this dude is has still like has franchise cornerstone. Ability. Well, if if the Lakers had Tatum, then Anthony Davis would be a Laker right now. Oh, right. That's basically what they're saying not, is that they 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 basically wanted Jason Tatum. That is true, but we would not have seen Jason Tatum perform in the playoffs. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a huge true. Uh, true. thing, you know. Um, so yeah. And you know Boston also has Brad Stevens, who's known to be a player, a player whisperer. Player, yeah, you know? he is. He really is. If we had Brad Stevens, we'd be thinking, "Is it just going to be Brandon Ingram for Anthony Davis straight up?" <laughs> if we had Brad Stevens, Magic would still want his guy, though. Maybe. Oh my God! Could you imagine that? that that's I'm hypothetically getting angry, angry over that. But I mean, isn't that a re- kind of a realistic yeah. scenario, though? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll let you know. Let's let's just let the next couple of days play out. There's a big game tonight, uh, probably the most anticipated Lakers Celtics game since like sure. the finals, yeah, the 2010 finals. You know, so we'll see. I'm gonna be watching this game very very closely. Very intently. You know? um, and uh, the, we we still have we still have assets pieces. You know, you know overall, I just want to say overall, like this is was gonna be a gap year anyways. And we yeah. did not take on any salaries. Like, taking on Solomon Hill would have been, like, crazy. You know? Sure. Only worth it if Anthony Davis came, you know? But For sure. We didn't take on any salary. In fact, we just dumped some salary. So, there's still opportunity there. And since you're, like, pretty, very confident that a max free agent is going to come this offseason, I, I think, you know, overall... The Lakers are in good shape still. By the way, you know, and I keep saying this because Jerry West is a fucking genius. I almost feel like Zubats might end up being like a like a borderline star now. The fact that he traded for Zubats. Well, they're not gonna. It's not gonna show up this this season because uh, Clippers are back to being in full tank mode. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And I, I want. I'll end with this though. I as much as I have shit on Lonzo Ball on on just. On a pot of every every podcast, I do admit I miss I miss seeing him play. Yeah, as I weird mean, as that sounds, I miss seeing him play because he's he's an exciting player, you know, with the plays he makes. 
Yeah. Aside of aside from the the, the missed shots. I mean, a lot of it is is still like an issue of we're trying to figure him out. Right. So we so whenever he's on the court, we watch him with very close attention. You know. <laughs> But he's he's a fun player to watch though too, you know. Yeah, I mean he should be back what by the end of the month, right? Yeah. So they just need to uh, the team needs to the team needs to string off some dubs now, you know for sure. Because I think getting into the playoffs this year is critical, very critical. Yeah. So let's let's actually start paying attention to the games now. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it's it's been nothing but. Uh, trades these Trade past top. couple of weeks, but let's start let's start watching some games again. And w- what a what a game to start with with uh, but tonight's game against the Celtics. Yeah. So just don't you know? Do you expect a do? You, what do you expect tonight? A win or a loss? I don't know what to expect because I just don't. Haven't seen. I'm almost like going back to like the old feelings of when it was like Kobe and Powell against uh, KG and Paul Pierce. It's mm-hmm. like. When, whenever we go to Boston, it's like, just, I can, there is a scenario of, of a blowout, mm. you know, mm-hmm. that's always, that's in the cards. <laughs> I just don't want that, first and right. foremost, right. you know, put up a good showing. Yeah. But, you know, LeBron, I mean, LeBron's owned the Eastern Conference his whole career. Sure, he's owned the Celtics for So, yeah. now that LeBron's there... Uh, I don't think he's fully healthy yet, but he looks like he's slowly getting better. The crazy thing about LeBron is that even him not fully healthy, he fills up that stat sheet like yeah. f- fucking crazy. You know, he, his loads are being managed a lot better now. <laughs> uh, you hear Steve Kerr yeah. keep making those jokes yeah, about yeah. that. Uh, I, I'm fine with that. It's He's taking a page I, out of Phil Jackson's I, I, handbook there. I, I like Steve Kerr. He's, yeah, I think it's... I, I'm okay, with, I'm okay yeah. with all that. I'm okay with trolling, man. Trolling is good for the NBA, and it's good for basketball. Yeah, it's it's. I and, and I, 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 I mean, smirk. I smirk that right, him right. saying that. I say that, but I've I listed Joel Embiid as one of the most annoying players. But well, Steve is. Kerr, I don't have a problem with, but I I just feel like the Warriors are like if there was a if there was a ranking of teams that feel themselves are feeling themselves the most. <laughs> They would be at the top of the list, yeah. which is why I think they're an annoying team. But that team is so fucking good. They did you see how recently they there was a stretch where they made twenty four of twenty five shots? I mean, their I think their offensive rating is like off the charts since Historic. Boogie came yeah. since Boogie came back. So it's only reinforcing the the notion that this is everyone's playing for second, yeah. basically. I'm rooting hard for the Sixers now. I'm, I'm a Sixers fan right now. I still don't think they beat the nah, Warriors, they though. Get, yeah, yeah, there's no way. Yeah. They, they'll, they'll put up a decent fight, but no. There's then, no way. There's no way. Yeah. So let, let's end the podcast here. I, I think, you know, the trade deadline came and went. It was entertaining. Yeah, it was, it was an emotional was roller coaster. Very entertaining. Uh, a sneak preview of what's to come, you know, around july 1st <laughs> so we can do this all over again in a couple months yeah. uh but in the meantime there's basketball games to be played playoffs to be made Lakers, celtics tonight we got to make the playoffs you know once lonzo comes back then we'll have the full team uh i'm looking forward to seeing reggie bullock play yeah you know this mike muscala guy is apparently a stretch five so okay we'll see 
they might pick up another player. I think they will pick up another player, actually. Right. So we'll see who that is. So, you know, there's, a lot, thing is, there's a lot to watch. But one thing is clear, though. You are sick of JaVale McKee, right? <laughs> you're, you're tired of him. You're, yeah, I mean... Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I watch the games with you... Every time he touches the ball, like outside the key, something happened to him. Though he cringe. He he started off really well. I think it's going maybe, back to load maybe, management. I think he's, he's yeah. A maybe he's just set. yeah. Maybe he's just fatigued or something. Yeah. But I, he's not he's not the same player as he was in the beginning of the yeah, year. I don't think I don't think he's used to playing these many minutes. So we don't he's, have. He's actually the least of our worries right now, which is we don't have crazy the Phoenix Zubats anymore to. Uh, Actually, we're pretty damn thin now again. I guess Mo Wagner has well, to, yeah, I, has to step, step it up. I like the end one that he had against Andremon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, in that Warriors game. So maybe, uh, the, I mean, there were com- Luke was having a hard time giving all the centers minutes uh, as it was. That is you true. Know? So now that Zubats is out. I mean, would out, you consider Mo as a true center, though? In this day and age, I, he's like a stretch five, yeah. you know. A, Tyson Chandler is more like a true center, yeah. but... Um, I, I hope Mo. I hope Mo gets more playing time. I though. agree. I I really like him. Yeah. So he's what the only rookie left on this team, right? So we gotta it, watch the games now. <laughs> you know, uh, the dogs are complaining that we're podcasting too long. And so. they're also complaining that no Laker deal has. Yeah, made, so. I mean Reggie Bullock. That's basically the highlight of this trade <laughs> deadline season for the Lakers. <laughs> So with that said, we can end the podcast right here. It was an eventful uh, past couple of weeks. And now we can look forward to this stretch run for the Lakers to make the playoffs. So with that said, thank you guys for listening. uh, And be sure to uh, check us out the next time we're on 81 Points. So with that said, we will talk to you guys later. Peace. Thank you for tuning into 81 Points. We are a Los Angeles Lakers podcast hosted by me, Chris Lim, and my longtime friend and co-host, Chris Lee. If you like what you heard, please hit subscribe and leave a rating or comment. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can get more episodes of 81 Points on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.